There she is, Captain. Isn't she a beauty? Yes, she is, Mr. Scott. Is she ready to go? Aisa, she's ready to go to the stars. This is the 300th episode of the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. Its mission to seek out new ideas, find new games, and to boldly bring the awesome to your game. Mr. Scott, Warp 9. I Captain. And now, our host. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Trav. This is Rich. This is Pixie. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast. Your podcast of thinking you're going to go to a world where things make sense, but then you find out that you got to have them all. Pikachu? I choose <coughs> one version of you. Yeah. <laughs> this week we are continuing our series in playing Fringeworthy and other people's game worlds, and we are talking about the world of Pokemon. And with us is Pixie, our re- resident expert on the Pokemon, I don't know, multiverse, universe, you know. It would be a cosmology because we'll get into that in a little bit as far as there are different dimensions. And apparently there are also extraterrestrial locations. Deoxys' Unknown World and the Millennium Comet. The Millennium Comet. Uh, Anime-exclusive relocation deep in outer space. It's visible from the Pokemon world for only seven nights once every thousand years. Uh, that corresponds to a different legendary Pokemon named Jirachi. When that comet can be seen... That's when that legendary is awake. Yes, energy from the Millennium Comet is absorbed by Jirachi's try and released over the course of Millennium in the landscape of Farina in order to keep balance in the Pokemon world. This energy can be misused in ways such as Butler trying to use Millennium Comet's energy to create a Gruden that ended up creating a manifestation of evil that merely resembled a Gruden. That almost sounds like that rituals might be possible on this world. Humans might be able to perform magic, but they have to perform these excessive rituals. They can't just do D&D spell casting and boom, done. They have to do massive incantations and during celestial alignments and equinoxes and solstices. And then, maybe then they might be able to pull off something that right. often ends up blowing up their faces. Like the things that generally happen when you try and access the power of legendary Pokemon. It tends to blow up in your face. But are these... Often with um, Butler trying to use the Millennium Comet. Well, let's check on the link of Butler and see how he did it. Because this will answer a question if he used technology or if he used something akin to magic. Ah, here we go. Boom. Former team magma scientist and a magician. Ah. So magic does work on this world. But again, it sounds like something that is very secret, very much in the background, a very Bureau 13 kind of thing where only a select few out of these 4,000 people could use it. It's you might have maybe. So much as it's, it's not so much secret as very rare. Right. So it is known that magic it's can be done, but it's, it can be done, but it's but just. Not everyone like, is capable of. And because they have, they have this such wonderful high technology, it's like, right. why do we want to do this? Why we have we, all these conveniences. Why do we right. want to bother with the rituals, which most things would require? Okay, let's see this. Butler was fired from working with Team Magma because an experiment to create a Gruden from a fossilized remnant of it had failed. Fueled by bitterness, hatred, and extreme thirst for revenge, he began to assemble a plan for alternative, alternative ways of creating Gruden from scratch. <laughs> He realized he needed a stronger energy source for the regeneration process. The power that he saw was only available once in a millennium. Butler and his girlfriend, Diane, found the crystallized cocoon of Jirachi and Farina. 
Ooh. When Ash Brock made Max Palm Butler at the Millennium Festival, he presented Jirachi to Max because Max was supposedly the friend that Jirachi needed to find so it can awaken when the Millennium Comet comes. When Jirachi awoken from his thousand-year sleep, Butler set up his machine and gave it a test run a night later. Diane informed Ash and the gang what Butler was up to and decided to take Jirachi back home. He had his mighty Yina place a tracking device in Diane's van. Okay, Spoilers. so it was a machine. It was not a ritual. Okay. So this guy did it via... Basically, he did it via technology because he couldn't actually access the power himself. Well, he's saying he was a magician. Stage magician. Oh, okay, see. Yeah, but then there's Hocus. Oh, he's never, been, he's never a stage magician. I'm just looking through the magician's category. And they all seem to be... Um, yeah, they're all, they're all magicians, not mages. Okay. Right. So we can actually sit there and say that the... And then we come to Lily. Lily is actually making spells. Well, the powers (laughs) that the Pokemon have would probably be akin to spell-like abilities. Yeah. I'm looking up Lily, and according to this, she actually is doing spells. She's basically a little witch. So, okay, they do have magic. They also have magicians, so they have both. Trav, we need to move on into actually talking about adventures. Okay, all right, all right. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Well, now, there's two ways I could see this going as soon as they step through the portal. Either they're going to see... Either there's going to be Totodile playing nearby and kind of jabbering to each other. Yeah. Or it's going to be a relatively empty spot on that beach and they're going to see them on another section of the beach. Like down the beach they'll see these... Like down the beach they'll see them sunbathing, probably. Yeah. Just laying in the sun on the beach they're going, oh, yeah. It's going to basically be a first contact with these beings that apparently, despite looking like cute little chibi animals are rather intelligent and talk. They probably right. have the, the intelligence of children. So it'd be like talking and to a bunch of little... higher with the higher forms. Right. Like, you might have an elder of one of the higher forms watching over the little ones. Okay, so it will be a little bit more experienced, but not yet have evolved to the second form above Totodile. Which would be... Croconaw. Croconaw? Croconaw. C-R-O-C-O-N-A-W? Yes. Okay. So you might have just elder Totodiles and he might... Elder Totodile or maybe a Croconaw just watching over them, making sure they don't hurt each other. Right. Okay. So this would definitely be a first contact adventure. Right. As you sit there and get to know these creatures and realize you can converse with them, it will be somewhat limited and halting conversation, like talking to a child, but you might find somebody who's a little more experienced and pick out the leader and talk to them. Right. Okay. Yeah. You just have to mention to them that recording the conversation is going to sound like human, 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 human. Crocodile, 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 crocodile. Human, human, human. Yeah, pretty much that's what's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to happen for 15 seconds, then everybody's going to get bored with it, and everyone's going to start talking to each other. Everyone's going to start talking, and that's what they're hearing come out of their mouth, but in their yeah. mind, what they're actually hearing in their head is... It'll translate it'll over. It'll translate over to what they understand. What you're saying is this, yeah. but this is the conversation. Role right. play it out in English, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that, that, that any recordings made, you know, any uh, in-character recordings, not in-player recordings, right, in-character right. recordings, they'd be useless. Unless they consciously switch back. Yeah. Well, they consciously switch going back on. to English, the Pokemon the might Pokemon, be able to understand them. The Pokemon do understand but, humans because they understand their trainer's commands. But humans yeah. can't understand they how can't, Pokemon talk. They can't naturally understand how Pokemon Right. Talk, but they would still have yeah. that yeah. Okay, Josie, you mentioned something to me of Uh, those who can talk to Pokemon and converse with them regularly. Yes, I came up with a name for them. 
Oh, I thought this was a name that was in no. your research. Oh, this is your I joke. came okay. up with the name based on Mew. Okay. The people that can naturally understand and at times speak with Pokemon are called the Blessed of Mew. Okay. Because Mew is said to be the ancestor of all Pokemon. Yes. Oh, so that would mean that these guys... If, they if, are if, both if, revered and hunted. The Blessed of Mew are hunted? They're hunted by those that would misuse their ability and revered by those who greatly respect what they can do. Oh. Okay, mm-hmm. see, there we go. Now, that would be something as they go along on the Earth where they do if the they radio actually, communication right. and try to figure out, okay. If and when they would actually get to human civilization, which would take a while. Yeah. And somebody cut them. Talking to Pokemon. Pokemon oh, yeah. They would be called, they would get around that they would, they are the blessed of Mew. Now, would the Pokemon League be called in and say, oh yeah, you need to check these guys out, come here, they... We found them over on the other side of the world. They said they came here, and all of a sudden they're talking to the Pokemon like they're old friends and understanding them. That'd be something. I would imagine that. What was that, John? They'd be a big mystery, too, because, well, they're coming from the other side of the world, and we know there's there's no humans over there. At least we don't think there are any humans over there. Where'd you folks come from? I mean, unless you're very open open about where you're really from, um, that could be. You're a. You're a big mystery. You're a big mystery for them because you're not in their database. Well, yeah, only four. If you have an entire world population of 4,052 people, you can have everybody on a database there. And remember, their computer Uh, technology is ungodly. Each region probably has their own people on a database, and then it's held in a central location somewhere. Right. Yeah. See, that would be another thing. Yeah, the Pokemon would not be able to leave the world because you take them, and even if you take them through in a Pokeball and you open that Pokeball up, they'll be they'll come out as a corpse. Well, the Pokeball will probably sure it out when you go through, and that's it for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing that I thought about Action. when when Josie here's came. Here's the thing. Okay. When now you mentioned the Pokeball shorting out. Yeah. Pokeballs don't last forever. They mm-hmm. will eventually die. But you do have to remember but that any electrical device goes through a pokey, right. goes through so a portal, you wouldn't even be able to take out. it through because right. the Pokemon would just fade at that point. Well, it wouldn't fade. It would be there, or just the battery would be dead. Or, or it'd be stuck inside. Right. But... Well, if it, if it's stored as sort of a, if it's a form of energy, it may actually be drained into the, into the, into the portal system. Oh, so you ever going to have... Well... Well, that would suck if uh, Pyragon, Pyragon, Porygon got into the fringe system. Oh! 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 on our part there, folks. Well, I don't know the fringe system. I don't know. The fringe system is pretty powerful, man. It might be slapping that Porygon around there. No, and yeah, Porygon probably would be slapped around. Yeah. All forms? Ugh. Maybe able to withstand it. All right. um, As far as. Let's say things kind of go south with the original contact with Totodile or right. possibly a Croconaw. Um, there is, if you're using D20 stats, and you can look this up, you Google it up, or as we say in Dementia Radio, JFGI, just frulling Google it. It is from <laughs> Guardians of Order, the people who put out Big Eye, Small Out D20, and it's basically a system resource document of that book. And how they describe making Pokemon, or what they call a Pokemon trainer in that book, a pet monster trainer, you would basically make it in the adventurer class that is involved in. And an adventurer class, it has, you know, your 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 three save bonuses, your base attack bonus, and it gives you every level five character building points. And with these building points, you would by the abilities that your Pokemon would have. Now, basically, a Totodile, at the beginning, it just has a, a strong bite. Now, how many levels are there of Pokemons? 
A hundred? There are a hundred levels of Pokemon. Yes. And and the three forms go throughout those hundred levels. So at like right. level ten, you might after level ten, you're going to evolve into that second form. Now, and after types, level sixty, up to the third. Bug form. types actually evolve rather quickly be, as normal, but it's it correlates to real bugs how they grow quickly. Okay. Other Wait. types will grow much slower depending on what they are. Okay, basically how I figured this out was this adventurer class, which in from what I've read of D20 anime, is pretty much your all-purpose go-out-and-adventure class. It's not so much a fighter, it's not so much a rogue. You use the character points to build the abilities you want. This is how I would do it based on my experience of D20. It would be a magical beast, first-level adventurer, now, this will take some research on the part of the Pokemon Earth GM because I believe it is Cerebee that has at what levels out of 100 it involves. Cerebee.net. net. Which, if you're actually interested, is the Japanese version of the name Celebee. Okay. Anyways, they have a comprehensive Pokédex for all six generations. But I remember their levels of when the Pokémon evolve, what they learn, and, and this is out of a hundred. Yes. So what you would do out of these levels of a hundred, just divide by five and round down. So if you, I, I remember we saw one, and it from going from form one to form two, that was level eighteen. That's divide the total that by dial. the total out. Fine. Divide that by five. That's Maybe level four. Now, if you're making a third level Totodile, and let's say you want to up it, let's say you have, you for some reason, you decide to catch a Pokemon and train it while you're there. That Pokemon's going to gain experience. Well, when it hits level four, that is when, based on the D20 rules, <laughs> you would kick it up to a Croconaw. Now, after that, it's going to be because the Totodile are what, two feet tall? The Totodile... Two and a half feet tall? Totodile is two feet tall. That's a size small creature. A small category. Now, a croconaw is... Is how big? The average croconaw is three foot seven. Okay, it's still in the small category, but it's a little bigger, a little more powerful. And that third form? Now, the Feraligator is seven foot seven. How you doing? That's at the high end of medium. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. Just doubled in size. That would suck if you think, oh yeah, croconaw. Oh, it might grow to four feet. Oh crap! Then so yeah. At first, you've been able to pat it on the head. Now it's patting you on the head. <laughs> oh, it's driving you in like a tent stake, there, young lady. <laughs> What's that phrase from Daffy Duck? I'm going to hit you in the head so hard, knock it, knock it down into you. You're going to have to unbutton your shirt to order a cheeseburger. Yeah. Although. It has a serious disadvantage with how big it is. Well, yeah, it's double the size that it was before. Right. Not exactly. You can, you Not know, exactly. What, what small and cute anymore. Well, no, it's it's meant to be the ultimate. Okay, so level eighteen out of a hundred was Totodile. Totodile to Croconaw. What is it for Croconaw to for level alligator? Thirty. Level thirty. So that would be oh that oh that. Evolves rather quickly. Yeah. Level thirty Generally, out of a hundred. That's six out of twenty. So by the so from level four, five, and six, that's Croconaw. Once it hits six, from six to twenty of this adventure class, it's a Feraligator. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that would be the best way I would figure for D twenty to make these. And as I said, the anime D20 SRD, you can get it off of Google. I downloaded it as a PDF. Um, if you want to look at an already established role-playing system based around it, you should look for Pokemon Tabletop United. Yep. And that is a conglomeration of various PDFs, including adding different types of systems to Pokemon, sci-fi, fantasy. Okay, John, you did take a look at that, didn't you? Yeah, I looked at an earlier version of that and the uh, and the current version and um it's it's really detailed and it's a, and I'm still I'm still digesting the system. 
I mean, it has a very fairly it, it, the, with the current build, and I, I'm going to use the word build because that's what it really is. Current build, their Pokédex, it contains all the variations. Sadly, there's not a good index for the thing, so it's it, it lists them by their initial form, then there then there are two evolved forms after that. So it's not, but it's an alphabetical, but it's an alphabetical order based on the initial form. So you'll have yeah. the A's and the B's, but then they're followed by other letters that don't make sense. And they you don't know, indent the, uh, the table of contents. So you don't know that they're actually evolved versions. So it's, okay, jo- it needs Joseph- to- Josie's got the thing up right now. What are you looking at? Pixie? Oh, hang on. I think I know why he's getting confused. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, as you were describing oh, your opinion yes. of the game, Pixie That's... was nodding emphatically, John. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very detailed, but if you don't understand the order in which things are put, it's very confusing. The yep. Pokedex they have is actually listed in National Pokedex order. Ah. That's why you're Which, seeing the different letters in different places. They've never gone in alphabetical order. It's always been one to however many there are. Okay. And right now that's one to seven hundred twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's if you're not used to that or no. If yeah, if you're just, just picking, I would throw you off big time. Yeah. 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 Now it's not the only Pokemon rolling role playing game. There's actually some else. To another one. Which was done more as a joke, uh, but it also, uh, yeah, I can't. I've been trying to find my copy and I can't find it. But there was another one someone did, um, and it's uh, it's it's it, 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 it basically sort of, it, it's a really simpler system than this system here. Uh, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, it, it was more like, a, oh, here's Pokemon. They do this, and it, I, I think it barely covered like twenty Pokemon. So they, they, it was more like, okay, here, here, quick, quick and easy. Don't worry about all this other stuff. Yeah, you know, it was a fairly simple system. Uh, and I wish I could remember what the game was. What it was called? It was Pokey something. <laughs> uh, I forget. Um, please ignore what I said about this being in Pokedex order. It is not. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, by the way, I will be putting into the Fan of the TriTech podcast Facebook group the two links that we used, Cerebi.net and Bulbapedia, the community-driven Pokemon encyclopedia. I will put those into the fans page so you guys can look and check things out and see how what we're drawing our information from. Because Bulbapedia seems to be pretty decent here. Bulbapedia is the most comprehensive thing I've seen on basically all three sections. The anime, the manga, and the games. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Let's get... Yeah. Oh, here we go. Savage Conversions. Uh, one thing I'm doing is going to Savagepedia and looking to see if there's a Pokemon. Someone, for Savage Worlds. Oh, yeah. that would make things so much easier for, for the Fringeworthy Savage Worlds edition. Because what what Josie is doing, the reason that got her all fired up with this, as I said, my other spinoff co-host, Perky Goth, is running a Time Lord in the World of Darkness campaign, and they suggested, why don't we have him go to the Pokemon world? Okay, Josie started in on this. She wants to make the base stats D20, and then she and Gina, Perky Goth, will convert them to the storyteller mechanic, the World of Darkness mechanic. Now, she's already done that with more than a few Pokemon, or more of a few Pathfinder monsters from the bestiaries, which I'm very limited in my world of darkness knowledge, but it made sense. She did it right. So, can making Pokemon, converting them from D20 to Storyteller, that'll be interesting. Because I'm yeah. taking it, this is a one-shot adventure for them. 
Yeah, I'm not finding anything right now. But if I do find something, I will. When you do that post, don't post it until we actually put the show up because people will be confused. Right. But gotcha. uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, if I can but, find something, I'll post. I'll post some Savage Worlds things. Uh, I mean, other games are even simpler. I mean, if I was doing it, say, in Fate, I mean, basically, I, what's in the Pokédex is exactly what I would need to write them up. You know. As their uh, uh, for their abilities, I mean that's pretty much it. It is aspects at that point. Okay, and it becomes well, it becomes a lot easier in like games like Fate. A bit more difficult in games like we said in D twenty, where you actually have to go through and balance them out. Yeah, um, you, as I said, basically this would be magical beasts in that mm-hmm. adventurer class from the anime twenty D twenty SRD, and if you wanted to make the advanced form. Mm-hmm. As I said, between Serbi.net, Bulbapedia, and the anime, you should be able to make the Tota dial and maybe a Croconaw. Now, if, now if it's a higher level team, you might want to get the fur furigator, for alligator, for going. That would just depend on the level of team that you're going to have out there. As a, as Bruce asked, he said, "What type of adventure? Most likely, this will be a first contact adventure." I can actually yeah. see introducing a alligator in a non-combat situation if you take into account that that alligator may have been trained before because Pokemon tend to outlive their trainers. Well, the thing is, it would have had yeah. to got back to this part of the world. It's Remember, a human... very strong swimmer. Okay, so yeah. it's... Okay, all right. Well, that would be something you'd put into the build... Right. When you make Put this thing, the that These particular ones are very strong swimmers. Yeah. Once they do evolve. Okay. Any. All right. Anyways, about adventures that you would make in the Pokemon right. one. Obviously, first contact, getting to know these creatures mm-hmm. and realizing they have a level of sentience about them, if only the level of very intelligent pets to small children level. Once the characters go and find out, okay, we need to check if there's radio signals and all that, and once they do tech and tweaking and we realize, yeah, we're on the opposite side of the world from the humans, if they decide to go and go about that, they're going to come across a higher level of tech than normal. They're going to look around and say, yeah, this is actually a little higher than our world. Now, you can't take a Pokemon with you, but all the Poketech, the Pokeball, all the various technologies that have come up due to harnessing the power of the Pokemon, that's still you can still take a Pokeball through the an empty Pokeball through the portal, take it back to Earth Prime, and reverse engineer it. And when they find out that it's energy matter conversion, that's gonna yeah. be a big that's gonna be a big boon to Earth Prime. <laughs> Well, part of it's going to, yeah, no, it will be, you know, uh, it, w- it won't be overnight. It'll be one of those things where they, it's going to be a, ma- it would be a major research project to figure out how this sucker does it. Because it's, well, you know, if you look at the book, you, you look, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of, I would say, nanotech involved in this thing. And that's really hard to back, you know, you know go, run back on PL8, I would say, yeah, probably nano, because PL, PL7 is when nanotech fully comes into its own. So PL8 yeah. for EM conversion? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So lo- that means- but you don't have to. Okay, hold, hold on, guys. You don't have to, John. All right. You know, I mean, everyone always talks about how take you know take it back to Earth Prime. Let Earth Prime re you know you know re-engineer it or reverse engineer or whatever. Okay, as long as you have a trading agreement and a ready supply of the tech that's on this world, and if it can translate out from that world to other places, you just simply use these items. Okay, as 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 black boxes, but with with uh, instructions. Okay, and and incorporate that into your game in other areas. I think it'd be great to be able to take a pokeball and say a word, hurl it, and a ma- you know, and a, and a tank comes out of it. I mean, it doesn't have to be, or you know, uh, uh, you know, there could be a pokeball and you throw it and you get a fully established base camp come popping out of it. Okay, I need I need to check here about the pokeball. Looking I just want to, well, because. Uh, 
because you, you mentioned that, Bruce, about inorganic objects. One of the most advanced and commonly used technology in the Pokemon world is the Pokeball, which transforms a Pokemon to energy so it can be contained in the small ball. In a battle, once the opposing wild Pokemon has been weakened, the trainer will throw a Pokeball at it. Assuming the Pokeball hits and is not dodged or hit back to the trainer, the Pokeball will open, convert the wild Pokemon to an energy form, pull the energy into its hollow center, and then close. The wild Pokemon will then be given the chance to struggle to try to escape the Pokeball. They originated from Apricorns, which is a non-synthetic Pokeball. Old Apricorn Pokeballs were able to be unscrewed at the disproportionate top and manually be released to let the Pokemon out. There are never several types of Pokeballs, each for different occasions, including the Master Ball, which is able to capture a wild Pokemon without failure. From what I'm seeing here, they've made it to do organic matter only. Problem is, if it's matter energy, I don't think that would be a... Uh, I don't think that'd be a problem. I think it could just be any matter, inorganic or organic. Even if it is just in or, uh, organic matter. So now you have a horse. Now you have a herd of cattle that you can go and trade to some other world. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a sperm whale that you can stuff into a pokeball. And believe me, he's not going to struggle hard enough to get out. I mean, it's, the point is, is that you can use this at, as long as the Pokeballs don't become, you know, uh, as long as they're stable when you bring them onto the fringe pass, you can use them to bring any unbe an unbelievable amount of material from one world to another safely without any worry about damage to the contents. It, to me, is tremendously useful. And I'm sure there's a lot of other technology that's on the world that is either, you know, even they might be powered by, a, you know, a Pokemon or whatever, you know. And if you can, in fact, bring Pokemon from one world to another by using a Pokeball, then, of course, you can start using this, these technologies involved using the Pokemon themselves, you know, to help other worlds as well. Well, see, we Bruce, we already established that see. the Pokemon are linked to the world by the aura, the mana of that world. So if you take it through the because portal, it's boom, so dies intrinsic to this world if you were to take it through in a pokeball which would actually interrupt the auto release mechanism due to it just powering down the, yeah. powering down the whole ball all at once yeah. would interrupt the auto release mechanism so it would pop open anyways and no it would interrupt it and prevent that from actually oh so it would lock it it would lock you'd have it. to jump start it in you'd order have to, get... to recharge it somehow to actually activate that mechanism but when you release the pokemon onto a different world then it would spit out a corpse die yeah yeah, yeah. because it's no longer connected but, but to still even bringing because all, not just the pokeballs remember they have anti-grab they had they they made a prototype time machine if a tech agreement could be made with the Pokemon League or even the Ranger Guild, I think it's called. They're called the Ranger Guild. The Ranger Union. If if the characters, after they get to civilization and see the level of technology and what can be done. And I think even the, po I think even the Pokemon might not want to go near that warp because they know... It's, first of all, not part of the natural world. And second of all, they would, with the mana, the aura, they would probably just have an intrinsic feeling. If I go through they, there, I die. Well, it, only one out of 100,000 probably could do it anyways because they're intelligent. Yeah, that's true. Cringeworthy Pokemon. <laughs> and there's the hack, ladies and gentlemen. You basically oh. would have to find the Cringeworthy oh. Pokemon because there's millions of them. Yeah. Remember, they outnumber the humans probably by a factor that... of thousands to one. Yeah. So you could be sitting there, oh, they're searching for Fringeworthy and they get the hotter. And they pick up one and, and they find a Feraligator. It, it's pointing. Oh, no. Worse than that, they get, they get a Squirtle. Oh. A squirtle. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing yeah. is, remember, Josie, with the Fringe key, it's. Oh, it's that person there. No, it's warmer, colder, warmer. Oh, yeah, you're getting warmer, warmer red, hot, and you're staying in the third person. You're red, hot. This is him. And you find out. Put your hand. Yeah, it's a Pokemon. I wonder if they're fringe worthy, that might give them the ability to temporarily sever the link. 
I would think that that, that would... That might. I would, I would think fringe, that would be... The fringe pass would recognize them as... As fringe-worthy, and they would a lot. Well, here's the thing, John. The Playtex effect. They would have to either stay on the node, or if they leave the node, they'd have to find go to another, another friendly node within 18 hours, and or then find they would a, die. Find another magical yeah. node, because they're a magical beast. They're a magical beast. Technically, they would... Yeah. Magical compatible world. Yeah. You could have them on if you could get them. Uh, a dork. Well, let's see. I put them. Say you had, yeah. If you just a second, Josie. I put. Okay, the ordered ecology world on page fifty-one of Portal Three. I made that positive one seventy-four prime. The only way you could get them to positive thirteen prime, one hundred and sixty-one primes away, would be a fringe shuttle. Mm-hmm. But if you could get them to Bureau Thirteen. And Idet were to come through one of the portals with one of these, oh, you know, Shay Tal would be going, get that to Robertson now. <laughs> I, I'm wondering, because we do have that one caveat for, for, for power and that for energy is that if it's, well, it's, it's generated by the creature itself. I'm wondering if it would be possible to make a Pokeball that's powered by the Pokemon itself. There's been no recordings of that done, but I suppose mm-hmm. in theory, if you had the extrapolation of that the theory, extrapolation if you had <laughs> basically an electric Pokemon to recharge it. So it would have to be an electrical based Pokemon. Uh, give us an example one. Pikachu. Pikachu. Oh, Pikachu. <laughs> well, there's Pikachu, Pikachu, and Pikachu would be but the evolution Pika- of that. Pikachu's the most known. Yeah. Yeah, can't believe I forgot that one. So, but yeah, if you put a Pikachu in a Pokeball, well, the thing you is, you wouldn't be able to power it with the Pikachu inside the Pokeball because it's effectively mm-hmm. in space. Yeah. Well, the page describes them as being in a comfortable environment, but they're not really aware of what's going on outside until they're that's out. stasis. For lack of a better term, they're in stasis. They're not so much in cryostasis; they're just locked in an energy loop, like. Scotty was in Relics where he just put himself in a transporter loop for 75 yeah. years. Kind of the same thing. Okay, something like that. So, yeah. You would have to have <clears throat> another one to recharge the Pokeball to release the one inside it. Yeah. Or it could just be an electrical joke. You could have or somebody an, with lightning power. You could have somebody with electrokinesis yeah. do it and it's done. Or that. Yeah. It doesn't need to be another poke, electrical Pokemon. Right. It could just be any electricity generating being that's possible so yeah it, mm. it, since these are magical beasts you would have to get them to merely another magic friendly node then yeah so the mat they would that fringe worthy pokemon he would have 18 hours to get to another one yeah now it's okay. not necessarily so that he might people. die it, it what might happen is that he loses his abilities. Or you're saying that if he goes to a different magic node due to how the laws of magic work in that particular universe, his abilities might be altered a little. Um, Basically, is is he really tied to Gaia and therefore, you know, if he loses that connection, he dies? Or does it, or is it along the line of he loses the connection to Gaia and he loses his ability to do anything? No, I think he would die. The Pokemon are that intrinsically tied into the aura of that Earth. Okay. So So that fringe-worthy fringe-worthy Pokemon would have 18 hours to get... 18 hours to go to another node that would be magic friendly. Because if it's on the if it's on the alt platform, it's still on the node. That's fine. You can go to the Prime System Star, it's all good. You leave well, no, well, no, it doesn't it doesn't work that way, Travis. It's, it's the prime. The prime is the Pokey world. Then, yeah, everything in that, everything on the on the node is okay. But if it's an alt, unless unless the prime is unless it's an alternate of the prime, the prime is another Pokey world. Then it's then it basically it's not in a non Pokey friendly environment as soon as it goes to that portal. Well, there's another alternative, which is to use the uh, rotating method that we talked about in Portals 4, 
where you can make the Pokemon Alt the Prime. In which case, it's all now using the, the, the entire node, has the same universal laws, and everything's cool. Yeah, in, uh, let, me, let me catch Josie up to speed on that. In Portals 4, there was a, a part of the plot, the meta plot of Portals 4, uh, to switch an alt to a prime and vice versa. Uh, that is why the Tazeel homeworld oh, have these seven portals, but there are no portals temple, there. Having, having those seven empty temples. Right. Okay. Oh, good. I did tell you about, about that. All righty then. Yes. Yeah, you did tell me about that. I thought that was really cool. So, if we do well, that's how, that that's how also, prime, that's also how Victorian Prime, uh, if, you see what if, they did there. Um, do you tune that into a prime? <laughs> oh, we got her going. I reckon I've known I've known Pixie now for two years. I recognize that look on her face. As soon as she gets a new idea, she's on it like a dog with a bone. Um But yeah, as far as adventures go, obviously first contact, then as you get to know the culture, probably sometime once they realize the technology on this world, it would be like a trade and technology agreement. Uh, now of course I I've been thinking about this potential adventures a new Pokemon trainer shows up and he has a new Pokemon that's basically like wiping the, wiping the boards of the other Pokemon it's called a Meller oh, oh hell, hell no, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I do not want to be a spectator in I that match I don't want to be a spectator in that one <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, but the thing is, I could see it. A, a Master Meller walking around with, with his minions in Pokeballs, and he's basically trying to convert everyone into, in well, into Meller. You know, I mean, and the best way to do it is, is to pretend he's a, you know. Of course, initially he thinks it's just humans he's got to worry about. He doesn't realize about everything else in this world. And I have a feeling that at least Meller versus most of the normal Pokey. Pokemon with Pike is clock cleaned by the Pokemon. <laughs> well, depending if this Lee Smeller has like a vulnerability to electricity, he can just walk right over a peach Pikachu and just slice it open. I mean, you know. Yeah. But still. But then he, pulls out, he pulls out another Pokemon, does another thing. I mean, you know, what happens if he goes against a Jigglypuff? Well, see, that's is the thing. Able- most most <laughs> trainers carry six different Pokeballs with their various Pokemon in them. So if one doesn't work, pull out another Pokeball. It's like, okay, he ain't working fine. So-and-so, I choose you. Yeah, they'll switch them out in a heartbeat. They have to learn to be that quick to throw the Pokeballs out on whatever opponent throws at them. Unlike Ash. You have a fire, you pull (laughs) out Squirtle. Ash. (sighs) I'm sorry. A a (laughs) double-handed. I don't want to get into... Sorry. Right now. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, I, I would see that there would be a very good opportunity to have a Meller masquerading as a Pokemon trainer. Because, because that's a Master Meller can take the form of anyone. Yes. And if it yeah. if it happens to come into contact with one of the champions of the Pokemon League, now you're in trouble. Yeah. Like Lieutenant Surge or now, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Surge, Surge is just a gym leader. He's if a gym it, leader, but he's also a trained in, American Army soldier. Yeah. He fought in one of the little mini wars a few years back, and he retired and became a Pokemon well, trainer. There's actually no mention of What war anything. was it? They just said no. he fought in a war. It so could have been one of the little... with a backstory. It could have, come on, it could have been one right. of the little mini skirmishes, not the big right. one 300 years ago. But it could have been... Well, okay. we'll, we'll just say we'll it was a mini skirmish. Yeah. But still, even Lieutenant Surge, that guy's no slouch. He's no. one of the tallest people in the whole canon. Even over mm-hmm. normal adults, this guy He's towers big. over them. This guy easily has to be seven feet tall and quite big. Right. But yeah, ooh, a Master Meller as a Pokemon trainer, and they realize, yeah, there's this guy, and he throws out these weird grayish creatures out of the Pokeballs, and the eye dead just goes... Oh no! Well, the thing is, he he does a really good job. His Pokemon, you know, usually win, but he loses on occasion. And of course, isn't it? I'm trying to remember. Is it true that you know, especially if you're just doing like uh, you know duels, that you get that person's Pokemon if no. you if you defeat? No, okay. No. 
No, you just defeat them. You don't. Yeah, it's, there's yeah. prize money given to the winner, but yeah. Pokemon do not exchange hands except in agreed upon trades yeah. of one okay. for another. Right. Yeah. So I'm feeling that he. If so, well, I want to get one of those little guys. Uh, I'll you know I'll trade you this. Oh sure, and he trades him a great Miller. Oh, and then and then we have another guy with some great with 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 with, with Meller out there doing stuff. Oh, there you go. Because for them, it's just another unidentified Pokemon. Right. Mm-hmm. Think about it. They have an there's an entire continent on the other side of the world they haven't explored. Right. Yeah. Yep. Now it will. The, the jig will be up if they can get one of these suckers into like a into the Devon comp, Devon company and have Devin them examined. Then then the Devon Corp. Devin, Devin Corp. Oh, well, they'll, they'll pick that thing apart and realize, uh, no, that has no genetic compatibility with that Pokemon has no at all. Totally different new life form. Yeah. What the heck? Right. Yeah. What is that? That would be a good yeah. way. Bring in that a Master Mellor has gotten into the whole Pokemon thing and he's using lesser versions of Melor in Pokeballs to go after and just he's he's gaining fame on the world. Well, that Melor would also realize, wow, these guys are all into their environment and they're all using Pokemon in a harmonious manner. You know how Melor, infected Melor are. They want disharmony. They want chaos. They want to see worlds destroy themselves. He would be sitting there and just jacking up everything. He would be saying, yeah, I'll trade you this, Melor. Yeah. Sure. No, no here. And people, he wouldn't even have to disguise the name. He'd no, just he say, wouldn't. it's a Melor. Yeah. People yeah. would assume that's a, that's the species of Pokemon it is. Yeah. Until they find out, wait, Pokedex can't scan that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the So let me guess, the Pokedex would be like a tricorder almost. It scans the life form and says, right. "Okay, it has these abilities." Right. Yeah, That's and if you're um, one in the anime, did okay. It, yeah. What was that, John? Uh, yeah, I never caught that. So, do you actually have to have the Pokemon sit still while you scan, it, or can you scan it while like it's in battle? Yes, you can do that. You can scan it while it's sitting still while it's in battle. It's like you aim properly. Or even while it's inside the Pokeball. Because it'll pick yeah, up so, what is in the Pokeball. Well, yeah, it'll just read the, the, the energy. It'll read, because it's matter energy conversion. Right. Once it just yeah, scans it, the energy and says what it is, it'll just transmit the data right to your Pokedex and say, yeah. And he would, and he would know this. Because, he, of course, he would, he would you know, the first, first Poketrainer he finds is when he'll get all the knowledge. And he would know, okay, right. I, I can't do an official match. I have to do all these unofficial matches. Yeah. If I do an official match, they'll scan it and they'll realize, oops, this is nothing from our world. Yeah. Right. And unofficial so, matches happen all the time. Well, yeah, two guys yeah. will just, you know. The, Basically, the, two guys will make eye contact. Uh, and, the bigger phallus contest, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, exactly. But even then, that word will get around there. And if the IDET team is there, they may the other side, yeah, this is new guys, you know, you know. Testing people left, right, and center. Nothing official, but he's going out. He's he's making a name for himself here, and he's got these weird things called Meller. And you see the whole IDET team's just eyes pale. just <laughs> pale, and you know their their new friends from. They're like, "What? You Quick. need our help now. <laughs> Trust get, us get, on this." Oh, I, they have to set him up. They have to set him up because if they just go after him, he you know he'll just disappear. They need yeah. to set him up. Which means, okay, we gotta make a quick trip and find an old man, and we need some. And we need. Me, oh, you need to find an old man. Oh, yeah, you, you gotta go find an old man, and it's Pangolus. Oh yes, the Pangolus in the Pokeball. Old man goes, okay, this is what I choose. Pangolus comes up, spooey, and the Melor <laughs> paralyzed. <laughs> Pangolus saliva is a paralyzing agent to Melor. Ah, yeah. Now, Pangolus mm-hmm. are kind of like six-legged furry anteaters. Best way to describe yep. it. Okay. Yep. So, actually, they would look a lot like kind of like Pokemon, so they would fit in better than the Mellor would, but yeah. yeah. <coughs> Fun. Okay, take them away. <laughs> Reach in and pull out that key, because we know darn well that's how he got through. 
Yeah, the person okay. gets to reach in and pull out that key. That's the new guy's job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's real yes. easy. You, yes. you get a machete and you cut them open. Oh, okay. Well, that's true. And of course, you have the um, person who's going to be having this thing register as a trainer of whatever region they're in. Right. Yeah, but, so he looks for all intents and purposes like a Pokemon trainer. Well, yeah, he would. He would be registered already. It would be Joe Schmo of the Johto Province. Fine, he's yeah. going to be Joe Schmo of the Johto Province. No one's going to say anything different because even with, unless they use the full PLA technology and do a full body scan and then realize his innards aren't that of a human, then there's a problem. Right. Because the yeah. Melor, their brain is here in the in the torso. Mm-hmm. That's where yeah. all the brain and the yeah. vital. And a Melor can bend incredibly. They could bend through a food slot. And he probably took on, uh, when he first got here, I mean, he, he either he took on one of the, um, one of the tur- I can't remember his name, the, the, the turtledile, either a turtledile form, or if he could find an avian form, a flyer, which is even better. Yeah. He, he could find fly. a flyer, that would be how he got to the other side. Yep. Yeah. Now he won't get any other powers, uh, other than biting really, really hard. But other than that, uh, well, no. He, 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 if it's the spell-like abilities, the, he would get he the spell-like abilities of whatever form he took. Are you there, Richard? Are you still yeah. there, Richard? So, if 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 a Miller were to to um, you know eat a Pikachu, would he be able to do electricity, electrical attacks? Probably no. Okay. Oh, okay. To... All right. Yeah. From the man himself. Man who made the game. They, they <laughs> do have to learn how to actually. Well, no. Do even that. even if it's of appropriate a, level. If it's okay. an appropriate level Pikachu, due to what he said, they would not be able to mimic that ability. Yeah. Right. Basically, physical abilities, you know, biting, clawing, some of that, no problems. Flying, not not a problem. Zapping them or singing a good song, you know, that may be a problem. <sighs> flying, probably a problem. Or well, well, unless it's made to fly. If it's an avian one, yeah, it would be able to fly. Right. Yeah. I would unless, think. of course, it flies flying. through magic. Magic flying is just a natural form of right. what they do. Yeah. What they now, do if it's levitation or whatnot, yeah, then that would be a problem. But yes, you heard it from the man himself created the game. But then again, if he gets gets what was the one the, the pharaoh dial? Yeah, if he can kick yeah, a pharaoh dial, then it's just good. The, 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 just a long swim. Then you mean the fer, the feraligator? Yeah, the feraligator. Yes, because oh, yeah. you Fer- would have that that body. Yeah, you'd be able to make. I would see him being able to make that swim. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so we've discussed background on the world. We've discussed. The possibilities of what can be done once the IDET gets on a Pokemon world and it finally finds the people and interacts with them. And possible adventure ideas. Not only first contact and trade agreement, but what happens if a Melor, a high enough level Melor, is posing as a Pokemon trainer and is distributing Melor out to everyone. Mm -hmm. So we have adventure ideas for and I get to go through while on this semi-tune world because it would have tune world aspects, but it might come off as a real world. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's a decent merging of those two properties of putting Frenchworthy into the Pokemon world. Is there any other things that you would like us to really go over quickly that we haven't touched upon? No, I mean, it, it, I, I would imagine that folks who actually would do this uh, would would already be Pokemon um, aficionados. They would oh, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to run this, you would have to be because, well, to. the wealth of information <laughs> just that Pixie showed me. I'm like, I don't have enough time in my life to absorb half of this stuff. I'm I'm going with her. I'm trusting her on this. <laughs> there are times when it's basically back and forth for me. I either disappear for the next three hours as I'm running down. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I, her do it. It's frightening. Another four pages of material, or I'm like, okay, 
Yeah. Way because not only am I not thinking of anything, this is a lot to just. Well, it's like at. Einstein said: you think of your best ideas while eating an apple. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, you guys have no other real big questions on how to merge these two. No, it's it's basically another world to visit, and it has some very special things you got to worry about. I mean, yeah, say the wrong thing, you get yourself your, your greasy smear on the beach. Uh. Well, the Totodiles, as I said, I saw the stats for them, and, yeah. and basically, other than maybe a claw attack, their main thing is that vice-like bite. Yeah, and I mean they're a little tougher. They got some natural armor, but main thing you got to you got to keep away from the jaws. Yeah. And, of course, well, if you get swarmed, you just go back through the portal. That's fine. And they'll stay away from that portal because they know it's, it's an, intrinsically a, a bad juju place. Just don't it, go there. It's just well, would they? Towards that spot. They probably would have an aversion for that spot. Yeah, maybe the spot. But they, I bet they, they – unless they're fringe with it, they can't see it. Um, well, yeah, you would just disappear into nothingness as you run back through it. And they'd just be like, okay, yeah. Ooh, they, yeah, they, we don't they go there. that bad place and disappeared. We're not going there. And of course, now there's going to be that find, one. Now if they find one. out that one kind of followed them through, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "How do we get this attached to our leg here? And how do we pry? <laughs> and why do we pry the? How do we pry the jaws off you? Yeah. Uh, you have eighteen hours to figure that one out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's I imagine if, it, if it is if it is a place that they intrinsically can feel. I mean, they're smart enough to actually probably build, a, if not barricade, at least a reminder: don't go here. They like, put like a wall, of, a wall of rocks. It would yeah. probably just be marking stones. Stories passed down: don't go there. Yeah, yeah, but it looks like another patch of beach. I mean, how do you know where there is? They would probably put the stones there, just as probably something came from the stone circle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that would be, so, be a clue to you that that they know that there's a portal there when you come through. Exactly, that would be a marker. The fact that they know the about fact it, that there's somebody a knows. Stone circle around the portal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. The ancient legends about the haunted beach. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and the right. now the here's the other thing though, because this sounds like a world that basically knows how to deal with things. So, okay, we have a Master Miller. What if they still have an untainted original Miller here? Oh. That means he would have seen a lot. He would know about yeah. those two wars, the primal now, Pokemon, or legendary. I keep calling them The primal. legendary. Legendary yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, he may have actually gone through. He may have been, yeah, so he would have been around long enough for the war. Yeah, if we imagine that they connected up. If the portal was, if this place was connected, say, four thousand years ago, which is about the age we got for Earth, I mean they're not that far apart. They shouldn't be that much difference in age right. when they're connected. So it's been four thousand years of him living here, going, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I I figured it out, John. The three, th- this world, if the new Commonwealth made by Unita is in any way similar to the old Commonwealth, and they have the same uh, reasons for, or the same criteria for joining, they've mm-hmm. got it. They've got a world government. They've rearmed. Yeah. They've had a world war. They rearmed, and they haven't fought another one. And a a base standard, a base decent standard of living for everyone. Those are the three criteria. The, this world would be Commonwealth worthy. No, this is a world that, and here's another thing we need need to bring up and point out. This is a world that is near to us that we can get to. But don't forget, for every for every world out there, you know, in the original Commonwealth, there were people from New York City. In the original Commonwealth, there are people. There are Romans. We're all time retarded compared to with those folks. We're all, you know, in the in, in the. We were all, you know, you know, way way back with a lot of those folks. So it's quite possible there there was an old Commonwealth Pokey world. Hmm. And those and that might actually mean if if there was okay if there was an old Commonwealth Pokey world, they might be able to actually to operate on the pla- on the platforms just fine. Hmm. Because <laughs> they would have figured out the hack, yeah. 
No, 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 no. It was. It's pro. Basically, I imagine. I, my thinking is that you know, the, the platforms are designed to handle whoever was in the old Commonwealth. It's no hack. There's just just the, the. It's designed to keep keep you know, very all these various beings and critters alive on the plat on the port on the pathways. Ah, platforms. okay. Yeah, now they may, they may lose their powers when they get someplace else. Yeah, that may happen, but they're not going to die. They just simply lose their powers and you know be funny looking animals. Okay, all right. But that's if there was a, a Pokey World, right? You know, well, I find it funny that we said Pokey World, and I told Pixie about what Unita calls Pocket Worlds. Pokeballs. Yeah, I told her about that. And she did the big word came out. And John, well, and John, I, you've seen the picture on on my Facebook of Josie, so you saw the smile. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I came up with that when I was writing when I was writing the little story at the beginning of the D twenty book, and I realized the person's going to name it, it's going to be probably Sayuria, and she's going to name it after you know what was common at the time, Pokemon. It's going to be a a pocket world, a Pokewall. Yeah, which is very Japanese. Yeah, and as I said, I think this—if you—if you play it right, it has a wealth of adventure potential because you have first contact. You've got trade and technology. If you throw a Meller in there, you can do a Meller hunt. Mm-hmm. And if this Meller's been there a while, that means there are going to be other Meller around. That and of course well, these Meller may not want and these Meller may not want to stay in those Pokeballs after a while. Then you might have, you know, least lower and low. Uh, what is it? Lesser, least, and low Meller just running around and people are thinking, "Oh, they're wild Pokemon." No, you need to kill that now. <laughs> so yeah, it this could and, easily turn into a Meller hunt. And we all know when there's a Meller hunt on, the game is over. There's no playing around anymore. You are in it to win it, or like we put in well, 120, you will lose limbs and friends. You happen to be on a world that's probably the best suited, I would think, of any world out there of hunting the suckers down and killing them. <laughs> I mean, if any, any of the higher uh, higher end Poke- Pokemon, uh, the more evolved ones, they're basically, you know, it's like, oh, a Meller, bang, okay, oh, next one. Oh, toe to toe, yeah. Like the fur yeah. alligator against a even, you know, like maybe a medium miller. That'd be a heck of a battle. I, w- I would. I'd, I wouldn't want to be in the middle of that. Well, no, but it, you'd be watching with the popcorn going, get him for alligator, get him. Hit him again. Get him, Trumpy. Yeah, right, exactly. It okay, may be a so- case. It may be a case where the, the, the trainers have to work together to, you know, instead of, you know, basically. Team up on them because I don't yeah. think one would do it. But if you team up on them, oh wow, there's a great for alligator picture. Yeah, yeah. No, no I'm looking. No, I did, did a search for uh, Pokemon in real life, and there's a great image of a for alligator. Yeah, I would not want to get anywhere near him. Yeah. <laughs> that, that thing has like 48 fangs in its mouth. Yeah, that's no. You don't want that biting you. No, seven and a half, <laughs> over seven and a half feet tall with 48 fangs in its mouth. No. That's nowhere you want to be anywhere near. Okay, I think we've given at least a very good idea of the environment that you would enter, the general culture, the general tech level, what to expect when you interact with not only the Pokemon but the humans of this world, and some adventure ideas for you to experience this particular brand of chocolate and peanut butter. As Bruce so quaintly puts it, when you mix two things together like that. Pixie, anything really quick you want to add? You see in these Dactus Nestor Mellor, or one of the bigger Mellor things. Yes. All right. Say he's doing unofficial stuff. Yes. What happens when he has backing by somebody like Team Rocket? Hmm. Oh... I don't think Team Rocket would know what to do with such... Well, I mean, other than a local guide, other than having local guides to draw off of to blend in more... They'd be thinking... They would be well, seeing this be, guy... Oh, good, here's this powerful trainer that's willing to work with us. 
when in reality they're the ones being used by him. Oh, they're they're going to be played big time. They're going to be they're being. Well, I remember Jesse James aren't necessarily the brightest bulbs in the pack, so you know Meowth would be the one to be sitting there going. Jesse and James are fine. It's Butch and Cassidy. Eh. Those ones are well. Well, Still, Jesse and James, yeah, they would be. They would be getting played by that Master Miller, because that's what Master Millers do. They're the they ultimate get... manipulators. The yeah, highest level yeah. infected Melor. Master think, Puppet I would master. think even Giovanni would be. Okay. And he wouldn't even realize it. All right. Well, we... I think we have pretty much given a decent range of things that you can do when you introduce a fringe portal into the Pokemon universe, because you not only have extraterrestrial, but also extra dimensional adventures within that cosmology, so the distortion world, the ghost world, the millennium comet, there's a broad range of adventures that you can take your IDET team on all within the Pokemon universe. Now, first of all, I would like to thank Pixie for just Two weeks of just hardcore research. Fantastic job. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope that this stuff and the suggestions that these three gave you will help in formulating... I'm making more notes yes. right now, yes. Formulating <laughs> what you with Perky Goth on this. Oh, yes. So, everyone, uh, we would like to hear comments and criticisms on this particular episode. You can, via the Yahoo groups, via... G plus groups on Google Plus, fans of the TriTech podcast, fringeworthy RPG fans, iTunes, if you get your podcast there, and of course, our podcast page at tritechsystems.podbean.com. As I said, Pixie, thank you once again for this. This was great. This is a, a wonder this this idea turned out a lot better than I could have imagined. Oh, I I was very happy to do this. <laughs> very happy. So you will find out more ways to help bring the awesome to your table. But that will have to wait until next week. So until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there. So go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Blix. Don't hate the game, hate the players. This is Richard Tohoka. Wait till you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at TriTech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts, cause we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.